Yes Have Some podcast is excited to tell our listeners about Dr. Pepper and the brand new collectible cans from Spider-Man Far From Home. Collectors, it's time to make that decision. Are you going to drink these Dr. Peppers or are you going to leave them mint in package? Either way, you got to collect all five cans available now, including the new limited time flavor Dr. Pepper Dark Berry featuring Mysterio. Get your hands on all five of the new Spider-Man Far From Home cans from Dr. Pepper available at Walmart. From the corner penthouse of Spook Central, all the way to Star Killer Base, this is Yes Have Some Podcast. Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi master. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Yes Have Some Podcast, episode 155. That's right. I've done this 155 times. I have no intention of slowing down unless I get yelled at again on video (laughs) by my co-hosts for saying that we're live because we're not live. Sometimes we are, but right now, if you're listening to this, I'll put it this way. If you're hearing this live then you know something that I don't. Yeah. You're in my room. <laughs> yeah. You're in the studio. The, yeah. the government's over there. La- they're like, that's what you think. Yes. <laughs> in, a, in a van parked outside of our house. Uh, yeah. We're never Eating live. popcorn. <laughs> yes. Uh, they think we have E.T. <laughs> Dude, I've got some E.T. stickers that I picked up when we were in California that are pretty cool. Abby, if you had E.T. in the and the FBI or the government was looking for him, would you give him up? Hell no. I would, like, I would leave. I'd escape with E.T., like, in my car. I'd put him in a costume, and we'd probably, like, hit the road for an adventure and get a hotel room and maybe go to California together. That would have been the—that's the E.T. movie I wanted to see. Like, Elliot steals a car with (laughs) E.T., and they just go on a road trip. He's, he's like, killing people. (laughs) (laughs) But how much—but what do you think the government is willing to give you if you do get—like, if if you had an alien, right— And you say you got E.T. at your house for a couple days. He already, you know, there's that scene where he gets drunk, he makes a mess. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, E.T.'s fun for for a little bit. (laughs) But then if the government is like, hey, we we know you have an alien. What kind of do you think you could be like, cool, make make me rich? Yeah. You know, I'll give up the alien if you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because in that case. Maybe I'm giving up E.T. <laughs> so you're saying yeah. in this scenario, you've had your fun, you've hung out. And yeah. it's like when you're with it's like a roommate that's like, yeah, he's nice, but he's a little messy. Yeah. Or like someone who stays <clears throat> in va- on vacations at your home for a little too long. You're like, all right. Yeah. Time, time to give yeah. E.T. up. Yeah. He says things I- that are just not PC. <laughs> <laughs> he's calling you up at work, getting you in trouble. <laughs> yeah, he calls you at work asking like Monday. Like you're like, do not call me at work unless there is an emergency. And then first day, race. Hey man, how do you work this microwave? <laughs> What's your Wi-Fi password? <laughs> I wouldn't even know that one. 
Oh, God. Uh, no, you wouldn't. Anyways, so, uh, well, welcome everybody to the podcast. That was a segment we like to call light banter. Okay. I enjoyed uh, it. It was very light. We rehearsed that for months. <laughs> What'd you think? I give it a 10. I thought my performance was decent. We've been rehearsing that for 154 episodes. Yes. And tonight we thought we'd it try a, it out. Nailed it. it. Debut. Um, I did want to, uh, right off the bat, let everybody know we've been talking about this in Yes Have Some Group Therapy, which is the official Facebook group for Yes Have Some Podcast. If you're not a member, please join. Uh, we've been talking about Dragon Con a little bit. Uh, and we do want to let everybody know, all of our listeners know, that Yes Have Some will be, for the first time, having our very... De- our very debut. Uh, I hope. Our, Maybe we're not now. With a name, debut. didn't we? Yes. <laughs> welcome to the Yes Have Some Very Debut. Yes, welcome to Yes Have Some Very Debut. No, we will be debuting our live show. That's right, the first it ever. It will be live. It will it be live. It will yeah. be live. I'm going to say it will be live. For once. For mm-hmm. once. So here's the deal. Um, we don't have time and uh, day yet, but it will be at Dragon Con mm-hmm. uh, more than likely on Friday. But we're still finalizing the details. We can't make the official announcement yet. But go ahead and pencil us in for some time during Dragon Con weekend. Obviously, Dragon Con is our most favorite thing that we do every year. We've got PKE Surge this year, and uh, it's going to be amazing. I'm really excited to do a live show. All bets are off. No holds barred. Who knows what's going to happen? I'm going to be on the panel. I know that much. You're going to be on the <laughs> really excited about that. Uh, <laughs> also, I've been considering, because like last year, I've talked about that on the bonus episode, the panel that uh, you guys did the Jurassic Park one, um, which I did not get to participate in. I was wearing my Zoya costume when that happened. And I'm trying to think now if this if this panel happens on Friday, like after our GB um, like welcoming party. I'm trying to tone down whatever costume I'm going to wear for that, like to accommodate being on stage. Because um, part of me wants to do like something with slime. Like I know you'd no slime for me this year, dude. I want to do like a Carrie yeah, mashup prom like thing. Which Fuck I know- slime. It's very messy. That's the name of the live show. YHS Live. Fuck slime. Fuck slime. Slime's bad. We don't have time for slime. <laughs> We're all Bill Murray. And we don't have time for slime. <laughs> no yeah. time for no slime. Time for slime. Uh, so here's the situation. First, we're going to write uh, a hip-hop song called No Time for Slime and pitch it for the new soundtrack. Write that down. Whoa, yeah. Um, but, uh, we use the number four instead of, yeah. Because it's the fourth Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. I love it. Um I want everybody to know that we're extremely excited about this. We've been wanting to do a live show for a long time. Obviously, the logistics of doing that with all of our listeners being all around the world, uh, a lot of you guys do come to DragonCon. So we think this is the first uh, amazing opportunity for us to yeah. uh, to to really throw down. And who knows what could happen in yeah. a YHS live show. Could be some crazy antics, special guests. A live fuck budget? Yeah. A physical form of a fuck budget? I don't know what a that is. A physical challenge? Maybe some physical <laughs> challenges. And uh, no, we're, we're really excited. So Push-ups. Oh, my God. Dude, <laughs> I'll, do, I'll work out on stage for we're, everyone. Uh, stay tuned for details because we're going to be rolling them out mm-hmm. fast and furious uh, yeah. as we get them. Oh. We, like Vin Diesel. Well, here's the thing about 
Dragon Con, there's so much going on at any one given time. We want to make sure everybody has plenty of opportunity to plan. Yeah, their, to be there. Yeah. And if you aren't there, I'm going to be out in the hallways pulling people in and padding <laughs> the entire room. Come on. Hey, guys, you want some candy? What, what would be your, like, elevator pitch? Like, your, your 10 seconds gets somebody into the panel. Okay, so do you listen to podcasts? No, that's fine. You want to laugh? Come down to whatever room we're in, and then I'd also offer them candy. <laughs> you you seem dead set on offering strangers candy. Yeah. You like strangers with candy? You'll love us. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm excited about that. I know that we've been talking about that for a while, and I'm glad that we can finally start rolling out some details here soon. Uh, so, yeah. Very exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking about uh, normal yes, have some things. So mm-hmm. expect some Ghostbusters talk. Maybe we'll just expand on that E.T. conversation we just had. Yeah. Because I can tell the people want more. Yeah. I'm excited I'm sure, just to yeah. like have control of the stage and be able to spiral out and talk about whatever we want to talk about. It's kind of exciting. <laughs> spiral out of control. <laughs> just lighting off bottle rockets. Mostly. Okay. Yeah. Setting the place on fire. Cool. So that'll be coming up Labor Day weekend. We will be... Uh, and I, just besides that, I love Dragon Con. Yeah. Uh, Jake, I know we've been planning out some PKE surge stuff, talking about those awards, talking about some of the festivities. And uh, yeah, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm excited to get it all going. Uh, it, it's kind of taken a little bit of a backseat to the California trip. But now that we're back and I'm in like a. Uh, a fully blown depression for having to be back at work. Um, mm-hmm. I'm super excited for Dragon Con. Yeah, <laughs> it's I feel weird. The same way. I, I, we're all kind of going through that post trip, post con mm-hmm. depression. Um, I've kind of it's it's even it's worse though this time because usually like we do a lot of cons every year and Dragon Con is the biggest one and it's always like a big Dragon Con is always like a six month countdown like mm-hmm. when you get six months and you're like fuck I am ready for Dragon Con but this year it was fan fest we were like it was fan fest taking over everything and fan fest was such a big event and then it was even bigger trip for the three of us. Cause we were out there way longer mm-hmm. and we did so much stuff that it was like a, it was like a mega trip and, and it took all of the dragon con, uh, excitement away. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now that we're back, it's like now that we're back, yes, dragon con is very close, but I'm a lot of but fucks. also, <laughs> yeah, but also I need it now or, you like, need that I just, fix. I don't, I I don't now, want to go to work another day. It's not day. as good, but I need it. it. I, uh, exactly. The, 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 depression, <laughs> the post-Dragon Con depression is always really bad. Oh, it's so heavy. But you have Halloween usually to kind yeah, of build but to. But it's like a sham because Halloween is not Dragon Con. It's like a fake costume event. I make to. every year, like Sunday at Dragon Con, I start talking about how like, dude, next year I'm going to get ripped. I'm going to do like, <laughs> I'm going to do a Nightwing, Nightwing. costume. Yeah, every year. Dude. I talk about my Nightwing costume. Yeah. I'm finally going to do Ripley. Yeah. Screen accurate. Get those uh, Reeboks, et cetera. I'm 0 for 10 <laughs> on uh, my Nightwing costume. I don't even have a new costume prepared for this year. And I haven't even settled on um, my costume for the Ghostbusters prom night, which is the only thing I've been thinking about. Yeah. So, well, good luck we're, to me. we're gonna have plenty of time to figure that out off the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do like the idea, though, <laughs> of our podcast being just reduced to like, hey guys, we have a lot to talk about. Let's just record it and make it an episode. <laughs> uh, so, um, well, that's what we do anyway. That is what we do. <laughs> uh, I did also want to thank uh, AJ Quick from the internet. Uh, yeah. He uh, from the internet. AJ Quick from the internet. He. Dude, sent- that's how he signs his like packages. Is AJ Quick from the internet? Well, I'm glad he did because I, I was like, wait a minute, who? I was uh, born. Which- yeah. 
Yeah. There's um, so many. AJ sent us some, uh, he kind of teased us and said, I sent you guys some stuff after listening to the couple recent episodes. And uh, what, what did the letter say? It said, here's some bootleg crap to add to your collection, which yeah. I, I loved. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so he sent us each a set of these. Uh, basically, they're knockoff Lego Ghostbusters. I'm pretty sure they're from China. Uh, they look pretty good, but like I'm not going to take them out of the package. But uh, how do they spell Ghostbusters on these packages? <laughs> Gots. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but it's wrong. It's G-H-O-T-S-B-U-S-T-E-S-R. Ghostbusterster. Uh, Dude. With Egan Spangler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to read what's, go- what's Ray's last name? <laughs> yeah, Ray's my favorite. It's like Raymond C. Tansy. Raymond C. Tansy. Winston's <laughs> <laughs> Edward and Peter are right, but yeah, they Raymond got Tansy. They got Raymond C. Tansy, Egan Spangler. They, it actually just sounds like people who post on the GB fans uh, yeah, uh, Facebook does. group. <laughs> Wait a minute. Dude, I'm changing my... Uh, Josh, just sat on my prom costume, Raymond well, Sitanzi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was very nice of AJ. Thank you so much for sending that yeah, stuff. Yeah, thanks, dude. Yeah, thank you, AJ. Very and, cool. And um, thank you to all the people who have... Uh, there's there's still stuff I'm going through from FanFest. And we're like, who gave us this? It's those That set of prints, like the little, uh, you know, the little prints of... of the four Ghostbusters and Slimer, the the kind of small ones. Uh, oh, those are great. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are great. And I have no idea who gave those to us. So um, if you did, please the, re- I have to pull those out. Is they, they might be signed. They're not. But I can't. They're numbered. They're, but I numbered. Don't think they're, um, they're numbered. But basically, though. they're yeah. like four, like maybe like five inch by five inch uh, square uh, prints that are really cool, really well done. And he gave those uh, those to us at FanFest, and we really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, but we want to give you proper credit, so yeah. please reach out to us. Again, it was such a blur with getting stuff and that weekend that, yeah, I don't yeah. remember, but I love those cards, too. So. Yeah, it was great. Um, so, uh, and f- by the way, thank you, everybody, who's been reaching out and who has listened to the uh, our last episode, which was our FanFest recap. We had a ton of, uh, you know, people listening and reaching out and saying they really uh, enjoyed living vicariously but we also had a lot of people who were at fan fest who kind of take a little sigh of relief and were like it sounds like you guys kind of had a similar experience mm-hmm. to me like some highs some lows um so that was cool I, I'm, I'm really uh, i'm really happy that people are are uh like i loved recording that episode it was yeah. cathartic it was fun it was uh yeah i agree it was, it was important to be honest about that stuff, and I think to have other people echo that they had a similar experience where there were highs and lows, and they came out overall happy, but, you know, there were still some moments that are worth talking about. I think it was good that we got to talk about them. Yeah, and I want to talk before, what we're going to do today is kind of recap the uh, the rest of our trip to L.A. that we haven't been able to cover yet, and we're also going to talk some Godzilla, because that movie came out like three weeks ago, we still haven't had a chance to, <laughs> uh, shit, yeah. to kind of break it down. Um, I... Uh, so, uh, Fincher Technologies, Charles Fincher and his dad, James posted this video and, uh, it's a video at FanFest near the end of the day of Jason Reitman checking out, uh, their video game proton pack. And it's really cool. He's obviously, he's very into what he's seeing and he's, uh, you know, playing with the switches and asking questions. It's a really cool video. I'd go to Fincher Technologies, Facebook or YouTube page and check that out. But there's a very funny moment that happens at the end of the uh, at the end of the video that I I've had 
I think three people reach out to me already to let me know. And I'm like, yeah, I'm aware. (laughs) (laughs) aware. Uh, So basically to break this down, we talked about it last week earlier in the day when Jason Reitman was kind of going out and meeting people. He approached us. He knew who we were. He at least knew that we had a podcast and Mm -hmm. we talked a little bit. So uh, it was great. It was great. Later on in that day, about 10 minutes before this video happens, Jake and I happen to be over by that table. And as a, I never want to just assume he knows who we are or who I am. So we shook his hand, said, Hey, we'd love to get a photo with you. You know, and I just, as like a friendly reminder, I was like, yeah, we're, you know, yes, have some podcasts. And he was like, right, 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 cool, cool. So then this is the part. That was when there were only two members of yes, have some podcasts. That was just <laughs> yes, have some. No podcast. Which, right? Yes, which we all know it's a three-part podcast. It is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then Abby, I was like, hey, Abby, you might want to come over here. We're going to take these pictures, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so this is where the you, you're we're kind of off camera in the video, but you can hear the exchange where we're going to take another photo. And this has to be about five minutes after the photo we just took where I where I told him like who we were again, even though he knew who we were. Mm-hmm. And I. uh Abby shakes his hand and I, you can hear me say, I sound like such a dork. I'm like, Oh yeah, we're, this is Abby. We're from the podcast. Yeah. It's the third time at this point that we met him in a day. And he just kind of looks at me and he deadpans it and goes, I'm aware. (laughs) So, so I want, yes, have some podcast. Jason Reitman is aware. Jason Reitman is aware. (laughs) We're like, put that on our website. Jason Reitman is aware. (laughs) Um, so that's my favorite. I'm, 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 if you've directed a Ghostbusters movie, I'm going to try to get in and let you know who I am and what I'm all about over and over. I didn't even do it to Ivan at the breakfast. I wasn't even going to be like, Hey Ivan, you might've heard about us around the office. (laughs) (laughs) You will soon send you those coffee mugs. Anyways. So, um. But and it's a really cool thing. And like just FanFest was so awesome. And, yeah. and as as we get further and further away from it, because it's it's already approaching two weeks. Um, I, my memories are, are super solid. So uh, yeah. get a little sad thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the post con depression comes in. Yeah. That's why we all need Dragon Con. That is why we all need Dragon Con. So let's go ahead and start talking about um, the. So we kind of recapped the end of the trip last week. Let's uh, let's talk about how we got there. What what happened? We woke up in Atlanta. A couple hours later, we're in California. Mm-hmm. I think most people know how planes work. So, well, I don't. Heavy doesn't. When I'm in one, I'm like, how am I? How is this working? I don't love. No, flying. We, I guess we should talk about the fact that the night before, uh, Craig, you let us know that. Hey, we're not going to be sitting together. <laughs> was it? Yeah. And yeah. I was I was very annoyed at that. I was like, "What?" I I was like, "I don't want to sit." I was like, first of all, you never really want to sit next to somebody you don't know on an airplane usually." But then also the fact that like we got our seat numbers and I was like, "This is a middle seat. <laughs> I'm about to have to sit in a middle seat for 4 hours between just two strangers. I don't want to do that. Um, that's what all three of us ended up doing. 
<laughs> yeah. I, when uh, Craig told us that, I my mind like didn't accept the information. I kept thinking that when we got to that moment, I would be able to switch with somebody and just be like, oh, yeah, that's Craig. We have a podcast. We're going to need to sit together. <laughs> I'm aware. But I'm aware. Right. I right. thought everyone would be aware. But no, I felt the same way. And when I was... In real coming to the realization that I was in a middle seat too, I was not excited about it. Um, I ended up putting like a cat mask, like an eye mask on, and going to sleep immediately because I just couldn't accept the two people next to me. Because yeah, that sucks to be on a plane. This is close the epi- to someone for four hours. This is the episode where all of our listeners start like really realizing how needy tedious and needy we are interesting yeah. I, i'm just gonna call it interesting like oh those are unique individuals <laughs> oh, okay uh, yeah. hey i watched whiplash on the plane so it wasn't that bad yeah you okay did. so you've seen it um <laughs> finally <laughs> finally, saw it. finally i had the time um so here's the situation we we flew out uh flight was fine we got there we got the rental car we got to the hotel uh and I, got, I mean, listen, the first day of travel is never that exciting. You're just glad that you get there in one piece. I do not like flying. Mm-hmm. My least favorite thing to do is to be on an airplane because really, as a human being, I feel like we're pushing our luck. I feel like I'm in this giant metal tube flying at 600 miles an hour. It tells you on the screen how fast you're going, how high up you are, and that it's negative 45 degrees just outside of your window. <laughs> I don't need to know any of that that's not yeah. information i need it's like the odds you don't <laughs> want to know the odds yeah yeah I, I i tried i tried to tell you craig and 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 for anybody listening like i mean statistically it is safer than driving like you're you're you know there's not a whole lot of other airplanes around you to to run into you and mm-hmm. and and end <laughs> your life it's uh, not like la traffic yeah it's not like la traffic but I but I still get it. Like you you asked me on the we were on in the plane on the way home and you were like, isn't this scary? And I was like, you or you asked like, uh, <laughs> on the way home. don't I get nervous or something? And I was like, no. But then, like, after you said that, I was like, I really thought about it. I was like, I guess it is kind of scary. I mean, it, like, it is a scary thought so, to be like, what, what I like oh, to we do, are very high above the fucking being ground. Being sandwiched between two strangers is scarier to me than actually being in the plane up high <laughs> in the air. I, I, I literally was like, okay, Jake, I know you're not scared of flying, but I'm going to need you to be. Yeah. Can, <laughs> am I allowed to describe the scene of what how Craig was on the flight back at one point? Because <laughs> he had sunglasses on. You know, I'm going to. Sunglasses, headphones, a beer in one hand, his iPhone <laughs> with his flashlight on in the other, and he was trying to read the screen on the chair in front of him. And I My- was like, honey, take your sunglasses off if you're going to use your flashlight. Oh my god, it was my favorite moment of my, my life. My favorite thing that Craig does is like any so like turbulence is a completely normal thing to happen in any instance of any kind of turbulence. Craig grabs both of the armrests and he like like he like it's like he's being electrocuted. He like jumps. He like feels it. It's every time. It's every time. Yeah, we all exhibit. We all on a plane have to deal with our worst fears. Oh my my worst fear is dying in a plane crash. Mm-hmm. Abby's worst fear is being sitting next to a stranger. Mm-hmm. Jake's worst fear is talking to a flight attendant when she asks him what he wants to drink. We're, we're all insane. True. We are all. Oh, true. Yes. 
like I was. I'm, I am no delight on a plane. I'll tell you that. I know that. <laughs> oh my fucking god. I, I have I have pretended to be asleep on an airplane before, <laughs> so I did not have to say no thanks whenever they asked what kind of drink I want. <laughs> oh god. So that was the flight. Yeah, that back was- <laughs> or there or so. Actually, on the flight there was fun. I don't know if I told you guys I watched uh, Fighting with My Family, yeah. which I bragged about all week. You talked about it so much to nobody's interest. I also was... watched an episode of Friends. Yeah, we saw so. that. I played sure. Mario Kart on the way over, yeah, like nine rounds, and ignored everybody around me. So, oh, because they were just trying to get your attention? Dude, the guy next to me was trying to offer me his Skittles. Hmm. I was like, no, we're not friends. We're not friends. <laughs> Sir. I don't just go around sharing Skittles with people. I'm not a sharer. Uh, so first day is all about like getting settled in. We did go out to dinner that night. Did a little hot tub action. We um, went to Target. They have Targets in California. Who knew? Uh, I, I texted Troy Benjamin from the uh, Ghostbusters Interdimensional Cross Trip um, and asked him where we should eat. Like a idiot who doesn't have the internet, um, but he lives there, and he gave us some suggestions. I don't know if we went to any of those places, but thank you, Troy. Oh, yeah, I, we went to one of the places. He took us that one night. What was it? Um, like public school? Public school. That's yeah, public yeah. school. Yeah. Um, I did want to. Uh, I meant to do this earlier. Uh, I did get to check out the Ghostbusters 35th anniversary Blu-ray Steelbook fan commentary featuring. Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart from the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Cross Trip, as well as Sean Bishop, uh, who is a legendary prop builder mm-hmm. and uh, ecto maker in the community. Mm-hmm. And uh, a female who's not me. And, <laughs> and a girl who's not Abby, who we're just not going to talk about her. No. Uh, no, she was fine. They all did a great Everybody job. Everybody did a great job. It. And uh, they gave Yes Have some a shout out yeah. in, the, in the commentary. <clears throat> so... Um, That's very nice. It was very nice. They did not have to do that. Although when Janine said, yes, have some in my head, I was like, hmm, wonder if they're going to even acknowledge opportunity. And then they did. I was like, oh, my God. And I texted them. (laughs) Um, But I will say this. And I won't harp on it. The commentary was awesome. Yeah, they did a great job. Eric from Ghost Corps moderated it. He was great. It was so... It's enriching. If you love the movies, if you love Ghostbusters, it yeah. will make you love it more and remind you of... Like, they articulate the reasons why you like it that you right. can't even and think of. And they're so knowledgeable. So, they yeah. they have such a deep knowledge uh, of, like, uh, the the production and the special effects and, and everything else. So definitely go check that out if you have the Blu-ray. If you don't, make sure that you go get it available in stores now. Okay. Back to California. Day one was our day to check out filming locations. So we headed out to South Pasadena, uh, which was about a 45-minute drive from our hotel. And I'm not going to lie, I want to move there. I just like that town. Yeah. Not even just because of the filming locations. It was just a nice, quiet, like, town. Mm-hmm. It was It was a very small kind of... It reminded me a lot of Port Hope in, in Canada, where I saw the, uh, the IT filming locations. It was very, like chilled out and quiet there was like train tracks a little mm-hmm. coffee shop it was like Sleep, compared yeah. to the rest it was i wasn't expecting it at all because uh the rest of california is insane mm-hmm. so it was just like a small little quiet town it was great yeah it was like sleepy and kind of untouched by the busyness it was charming and quaint 
And yeah, yeah, like we had a really good time just getting out of the car. And I personally just enjoyed walking around as somebody who likes walking through neighborhoods. I find it very calming. Um, Yeah, I really enjoyed getting out and going into that area. It was gorgeous. The trees like kind of enfold the um, like the the drive, like the the streets to the neighborhoods. It's just it's gorgeous. I recommend that if you're out there, you check it out. Yeah, and because there's so many movies that are, and in, in, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that's filmed there that we didn't even get to uh, check out because we we're kind of on a, a schedule that we, we knew what we wanted to see. But it just has a very, uh, it feels familiar as you walk around the streets. Somebody, hey, you know what? Somebody told me, sorry to interrupt you, but no, somebody told me that the house, uh, we saw Lorraine's house from uh, Back to the Future Someone told me that that house is also Michael J. Fox's house in Teen Wolf. Oh. Oh, crazy. Shit. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, it all literally, that whole area, like, you, you just know it. You know it from Halloween, Back to the Future, Teen Wolf, all, all that stuff. So the first thing we did was we went and checked out Laurie Strode's house from Halloween, the original Halloween, um, which uh, it's one of those things, like, right, like, we kind of walked by it multiple times. And then we didn't see it. And then when you see it and you recognize it and you take a step back and kind of like picture the way it looks on screen, it just kind of comes to you. It's kind of a surreal feeling. Yeah. Yeah. You see the window like I think is there a scene where she's up in that top window or something? I don't know. You just kind of get the scope of it either way. And then you see the pumpkin, which the people who live there put a pumpkin out like for photo ops for people. And that's very cool. Yeah, I feel like I wouldn't do that if I lived there. I would have a big sign that says, fuck off. This is my house. I don't care. (laughs) Uh, No, they put out like uh, plastic pumpkins and um, we kind of recreated that photo. You can see it on, uh, you know, Instagram and Facebook and all that uh, where she's like sitting on the stoop. Um, And I thought that was really cool. Halloween is one of my favorite movies of all time. So Mm -hmm. that was a a very cool experience to get to do that right off the bat. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And it's cool to be doing that while there's like people just walking by looking at us. Probably, I don't know if they're aware. I imagine they are, but it's like, well, Jake, you doing <laughs> Jake, photo you said something really funny. Like we all have these crazy, like f- irrational fears and anxieties. Jake expressed that about going to these filming locations. Like you're always like worried that they're going to be really crowded. Yeah, for some reason, I have no idea why that's a thought in my head, but it's like I almost feel like I'm going to a theme park. and I'm like, all right, we have to wait in line. Yeah. Take a picture at this house like you when you do that kind of thing and you're taking pictures, it's like you don't want people around you watching you take pictures and stuff. It just feels weird. And for some reason. I was like, all right, there's going to be a bunch of other people here just in the middle or like early morning. Yeah, 11 o'clock people on just a hanging Tuesday. Out, hanging out outside the Strode house. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was cool. And then what we did was we walked a couple blocks over to where the Michael Myers house is, which Jake, well, I, you can probably tell the story better than I can, but that's not the original location of that house. <clears throat> um, no, they, they moved it. It, um, so what I, what I had read is that the two houses on either side of it were torn down and it was in danger of getting torn down itself. It wasn't, it wasn't doing so well. And, uh, somebody, somebody bought it and they restored it and they just kind of moved it. Like it was within walking distance. It wasn't far from no, where we were, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it, it's the same house restored, but it's moved to a, a slightly different location. Right. Okay. So yeah. um, it's kind of sits behind these like train tracks. It's kind of a cool little uh, area. To, there, we went to a little coffee shop over there. 
wish I had the name of it. I'd give it a shout out. Uh huh. I can look it up. Um. So yeah, we started taking pictures at the Michael Myers house, mm-hmm. which was cool, and uh, we had a little interaction with. It's not a house anymore. I guess it's like a real estate or insurance agency. Yeah. <clears throat> Jones Coffee Shop. Okay, cool. And where's this guy's name? Because Abby had it out. Oh, okay. Here we go. This was I got a his card J- somewhere, Jack Dizelle so. Insurance Agency. Yes. Today's episode of Yes, Have Some Podcasts is brought by brought to you by Jack Dizelle. Now, uh, he was a nice guy, but it was a really funny interaction because he walked out and he tried to make like small talk with Jake about his tattoos. To kind of like segue into the fact that uh, he wanted to sell us a home. I don't know what he he immediately was trying to do a sales pitch. He was like, he was like, you folks from around here, you know, like he was looking to buy immediately. He was like, he goes, the first thing he goes, yeah, I'm a veteran. And and we're like, okay, (laughs) so that's the wrong in that he goes. He points at Jake's arm, but not, not at anything specific. He goes, oh, man, I was talking to the guy with a tattoo just like that. And I looked at Jake's arm, and it's just like, what is he talking? Like, what is he pointing to? What is he talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and then he starts talking about some guy he met who had a Michael Myers tattoo, and he struck up a conversation. Whatever. He gave us some pamphlets. Mm-hmm. He gave us some flyers. Mm-hmm. And good luck to Jack and his insurance agency that just happens to be inside the Michael Myers house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, you know, if we ever move out there, we've got a, a realtor now. So, yeah. yeah. Also, it's insurance. It's not a Oh, realtor. it's insurance. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay. But maybe he's a realtor, too. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Okay. Insurance. He's not Michael Myers, though. Okay. Um, that's, that's what he wants us <laughs> to That's think. what he wants to think. Hey. Hey, guys. Mike Myers here. <laughs> um, and then I saw we were going to go check out Lorraine's house from Back to the Future, which is in the same neighborhood. And I just happened to see on Google Maps that... Pee-wee Herman's house mm-hmm. from Pee-wee's Big Adventure uh, was right around the corner. And that was really cool because that's like that movie. <clears throat> I've been watching it a long time, but that was one of my childhood staples. And I think that's the same white picket fence. Like, I don't think they've changed that fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the same fence. I'm pretty sure um, the house is in, even though even though in the movie, the house was red and had uh, all that crazy stuff in the yard. It's still like a instantly recognizable house yep mm-hmm. um yeah, that was great and then we went over to the old uh, lorraine lorraine's house uh that has the tree that crispin glover was uh doing a little uh inappropriate <laughs> sneaky peek binocularing um that doesn't really hold up as well <laughs> these days no. but that's okay he listened mm-hmm. that movie's amazing back to the future is one of my favorite movies we recreated a little photo um and that was it. I mean, that was that was kind of our morning. That took a couple hours between taking pictures and walking around and everything. Um, we got some food, and we did uh, also go to the Nightmare on Elm Street house, which mm-hmm. is in Hollywood, because uh, yes. we kind of backtracked. Yeah. And that, I think that was my favorite. Yeah, it's because it still looks the same, so it, it was my favorite. It was very cool to see that. And Jake, you brought your, uh, your glove, uh, which was very I did. Cool. I had to. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. I was very, very stressed about bringing that glove on the plane. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk, let's talk about it. I can't believe it, no one I, stopped you. I put it – so it, it, it's not – I almost went and bought a metal glove. Um, but then like last minute I was like, oh, it's just for a picture. This one looks okay. I'll just bring this one. Um, I put it in my like my luggage, which the plan was to carry on, but it never uh, – it didn't make it that far. Uh, but – 
I was like so nervous to bring that through the x-ray machine because I was like, it's, it's a very distinguishable shape. Everybody in the world knows what that is. They're going to see that. And then even though it's plastic, they're going to want to open my bag up and go through just to make sure. And then that didn't happen either way. And I'm like, do they not just see it? Because like you can you tell in an x-ray machine if it's metal or plastic? Do they just not care that I had that? I don't understand. (laughs) I don't know. But that almost stressed me out worse that they're not making sure that that I'm not bringing five metal knives onto the airport. You get the bag. You're like, you guys want to run it again? Yeah. You try a little harder. You sure? Sure, you saw everything. <laughs> um, like, sir, what are your intentions with this? What does TSA stand for? Totally suck ass. <laughs> try it again. There's a Freddy glove in there. Listen, <laughs> going through security is stressful. It's like a fucking physical challenge. You're like taking all the shit out of your pockets, taking off your belt, yeah. kicking off your shoes, putting stuff in a bucket, rolling it's it down the thing. Dehumanizing. It's yeah. very stressful. Um. <laughs> Because that one fucking guy tried to do that shoe bomb like 15 years ago. And ever since then, now we have to take our shoes off at the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude. Anyway. Yeah. Th- why? It's one of my least favorite parts. Why am I complaining about that guy? This fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I'm uh, take my shoes off. So, Freddy House is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's funny because it's on like a small residential street, like... But it's near like Sunset and Hollywood Boulevard. Like it's in not a it's like a hidden little Tucked residential away. street that's in the middle of a not residential area. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not I, I guess in my head I was just expecting that to be kind of like Pasadena, like just kind of a big neighborhood. But it's really not like that at all. And those houses are like really close together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved that. I mean, that that's for horror movies. That's about as iconic as you can get, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Got some good photos. I really enjoyed that myself, yeah. Yeah. Got some pizza, Lucifer's Pizza. Lucifer's Pizza. Uh, From there, we did go to the Museum of Death. Sure did. Uh, We're going to cover that in depth on our Patreon episode that we're going to uh, be recording here in just a little bit. So if you are in on Patreon and you want the full experience of the Museum of Death, and we're going to get graphic, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. Um, we uh, sign up for Patreon. Get in on those bonus episodes. We'll talk more about that a little bit later. Cool. Um, okay. So Tuesday, we all, like, this was the busiest, even though, like, FanFest, like, this was, like, the busiest day of the trip. Because we. This uh, is still one day. This is yeah. still one. We might have to do this an episode still one for day, each day. And, we, and there's still more things that we did yeah. after. So we, uh, we went to a concert. Is that was that a concert? Yeah. Did we do anything? Did we do anything in between the museum? Little Tokyo. And this? We oh did yeah, Little Tokyo. We went to Little Tokyo, didn't yeah. we? Uh, yeah. Oh, we got to tell the story. Yeah, we'll tell the we'll we'll wrap up at the end with the, the so, concert as we're calling it. Uh, little Tokyo. We went over there, which is kind of like a little, almost hidden little pocket of downtown Los Angeles that has a lot of like Japanese markets and bookshops mm-hmm. and little uh, restaurants and stuff. And there was a bookstore there that had the, I guess it's the Godzilla store pop up. Um, yeah, it's um. So the they're they're doing it. It is only running for I think maybe about a month or so, and I think it's only eight or nine locations in the United States. There's a store in Japan that is just called the Godzilla store, and a lot of the stuff that you can get inside that store is exclusive to that store. You can't get it unless it's you know unless someone goes in there and buys it and sells it on ebay or something like that and uh 
they were doing they're doing a pop up right now. So they they hit like eight or nine stores in the U.S. and they have, a, you know, a selection of items from that store. And uh, we che- I checked whenever I found out about it and I was like, OK, there's going to be one pretty close. We'll go to it. Um, so we get there and uh, the word like this, it, this was what was this first day of the trip? I was like, OK, everything's been going super smoothly. This has been like and I know it was only the first day, but every we were talking about how we did so much already and everything was kind of like we were super on schedule. I was like, this is great. We walk mm-hmm. into the store. There's a sign up that's like we're sold out of every bit of Godzilla merchandise, like 100 percent of the Godzilla merchandise was gone. I felt OK. I had a confluence of emotions here. Mm-hmm. The look on Jake's face was so sad. Yeah, it was just like it was just like he was like. Well, the trip's over. I have I no felt- reason to live. I knew it was going to happen. I knew, I knew this it was going to be bad. Jake, what were you feeling? Let's get a little therapy mode. What I, were you I feeling? Felt, I felt like Yoda whenever all the Sith like started killing all the Jedi whenever Order 66 <laughs> happened. Uh-huh. And Yoda like almost falls over because he like <laughs> feels the weight of it all. <laughs> That's how I felt. So you're, you're Jake, just let everyone know. Jake is comparing uh, the Godzilla merch being <laughs> sold out before he got there to like dozens of young children being brutally slaughtered <laughs> by Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, um, exactly. Disappointment. Exactly. He was supposed to help destroy the Sith, not join them. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> um Okay, so at this point, Jake does not have the high ground. Yeah. But no. um, it was a cool store. We looked around for a little bit. And yeah, it was, a, it was a total bummer to see that that stuff wasn't there because just to get anywhere in Los Angeles, it takes like 45 minutes. So we had to drive to get there and then park and then walk up and get into the structure, which was very cool. Um, but then you get all the way up to the top level to where the store is, get inside and then see that none of that stuff was there. It was a... I was super sad for you, Jake, and um, I think we looked up immediately to find out, like, when, if, I think you found out that their Instagram was going to keep you updated, and then we decided to. I think Craig asked. Yeah. I think Craig maybe, I think Craig, you asked them, or, and they said that uh, okay. they were supposed to be getting a shipment of new stuff in next week sometime, and we were like, oh, well, this is the first day of the trip. We will check back before we leave. So. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um yeah. So there well, was hope. There was hope. But it was a bummer. I, I'll put, we'll, we'll come back to it, but I will say in my head, I was like, there's no way they're getting this shit. Like, this is I it. I didn't think so. I, I, I completely put it out of my head. Yeah, yeah. I completely put it out of my head at that point. And I was like, all right, this is not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so went back to the hotel, a little chain ski. Chain ski? Change ski, yeah. Change ski. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, okay, Abby. Yeah. Now, You'd have to travel back to earlier in the day, like when we were driving out to South no, Pasadena. No, it was the night before. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was okay. at the uh, the restaurant. Oh, okay. Either way, um, I follow Harley Quinn Smith on Instagram. You guys all know that. I talk about her. I'm a huge fan of Kevin Smith. I think a lot of our listeners are. I know that Craig and Jake, you are too. So I was scrolling through my Instagram, and I saw um, that Harley Quinn Smith had made a post about her band, The Tenth, which they just put an album out, like, pretty recently. I hadn't listened to the album yet, but I saw that they were performing, um, like, a secret show, and 
when I first saw that, I was like, okay, so that's probably in Los Angeles. We could probably go to that. And then I looked at the date and it was for the next day, which was Tuesday. Um, and it said like, you basically had to RSVP. So I immediately DM'd Harley Quinn Smith. This is so funny. And I was like, Hey, consider this me, uh, like requesting to go to your, consider this an RSVP is what I said. (laughs) And then, uh, Craig, you were like, wait a minute. I looked at this and I think you have to actually send an email and there's like a whole system that you like a form. Yeah, it's like a form or whatever. So I deleted my DM quickly so that hoping that she didn't see it. Um, And uh, we RSVP'd. You had to like say what your favorite song by the 10th was. So we all like picked a song (laughs) and then like we spent the next day listening to the album and it there. It's like legitimately decent, like good girl rock music. Um, And I really like was enjoying it. Um, but halfway I was thinking that we probably wouldn't be able to go and get into the show. Like who I just, I figured it would be busy. And that just like Jake with the film locations, I thought there'd be a lot of people there like preventing me from doing the thing. Or like me with the planes where I think it's going to hit a mountain. Yeah, exactly. Catastrophic thinking. But it ended up that we got the confirmation email, um, later the, on Tuesday while we were getting back to the hotel, we realized that we were going to be able to go to the show. Um, and, I, at that point, like, just, I, and I almost didn't really believe it because it's like, it, she's somebody that I def like, she's an icon. I look up to her. She's a really, like, outspoken, moral, good person. She's vegan. She's cool. She's got a great relationship with her dad. She's a strong female. Um, and I really liked the music that I was listening to um, on her album. So I was really pumped to go and see her show. And it was absolutely like one of my favorite memories of the three of us being able to kind of sneak into something that was taking place that you wouldn't know about. I've never been to a speakeasy. We were basically just walking down the street and we walked past the spot, saw a guy that was obviously the bouncer came back to the spot and we're like, Hey, is this? And he was like, Oh yeah, this is whatever it is. Then he got mad at Jake for wearing shorts. (laughs) He was like, Oh, you can't wear those buddy. I was like, Oh fuck, we're ruined. Let's talk about these shorts, man. (laughs) What the fuck was that about? Right. He was like he he was like uh, first of all the place the wasn't the place called No Name yeah it's called No okay, Name there it is yeah and there was no sign or anything like we walked by it because there was no sign or anything but yeah. the guy goes like <laughs> he's like hey no shorts allowed and then I was like oh okay and and I thought. I was like, I guess you want me to take them off. Are we not seeing the show? I don't know. Yeah. And then he was like, well, are you here for the show? I said, yes. And these are his exact words. He's like, all right, I'll let you in, but no shorts allowed. And I'm like, all right. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think cool, probably buddy, don't look down. I think that place ge- doesn't really gen- generally do like these kinds of shows. Mm-hmm. It's more of a bar probably has some sort of dress code. But there There were other people wearing shorts in there, too. So I don't think I noticed I noticed another guy wearing shorts a little later on. And I was like, I wonder if he got yelled at, too. You're like, hey, buddy, come here. Hey, shorts, boy. I got stressed because I was the they had like a bartender coming by and I was like, we're going to have to get drinks. They're going to get mad at me. I got a ginger beer. I I quickly realized when we were in there because I was expecting it to be like a standing room only this band's yeah. got, got a little bit of a following. Uh, what I realized when we got in there was it was kind of like their immediate friends group and us. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, you could tell everybody in there knew each other except uh, it, it felt instantly like we're we do not belong in here. Yeah. But we do belong. But we did. 
we made it so that we belonged, and I liked it. So we watched the show. It yeah. was great. They were great. Yeah, they oh, were so awesome. It was a great performance. I really um, enjoyed it. The singer's dad was there, and uh-huh. he kind of had like this L.A. kind of out of place Jewish lawyer vibe, which I'm very familiar with. I think it was with. the bass player. Oh, yeah, it was the bass player's dad. He was, like, doing the management. And, yeah, he was kind of, like, circling. Or he reminded me a lot of my family members. And he's, like, talking. He's like, he's like where are you guys from? Oh, <laughs> and you came all the way from Atlanta for this? And in my head, I'm like, no, that's not <laughs> yes. why we're here. I was like, yes. And he's like, you gotta, you gotta talk to them. They're gonna be so happy that you came out for this. And I'm just like, this it guy was is great. Insane. He was great. I was. Um, and I liked that he said that to us because I was at that point like didn't have the courage to want to go up and talk to him at the end of the show. So I was glad that he said that. The courage. I, I don't care when you follow somebody on Instagram and you look up to them and they're like part of your daily life that you scroll through and see and you like their photos. And it's just when you're in person at that yeah. event, it's like, oh, my God. Well, you so can good. relate that a little bit. Yeah. When we go to Fan Fest, people know us, but they don't know us. Maybe... Maybe they were didn't have the courage to talk to us. Yeah, we yeah. should have had yeah, someone. Yeah, a Eric, Eric had to, Eric had to tell Jason Reitman <laughs> to say hello to us. Yeah, he was so nervous. I'm aware. <laughs> oh my god, that's so great. We got to get that courage, oh. man. Put him up. Anyways, Why we I got to meet the band. Yeah, Why we got to meet the band. Rare. The music was great. Their performance was like very like lively and adorable and cute and aggressive and i really liked it um it Dude, was they say fuck a lot yeah they say fuck so much i was like who wrote these songs jake and abby yeah <laughs> um yeah. no it was great that, that was really cool got some pictures mm-hmm. did some talking and got some and video I, got some pictures i was most stressed when we got in because the doorman that we've talked about was like he said there was no photos or video once you're inside and i was like well fuck like what's the and point? And then everybody was taking yeah. pictures during the show. Did exactly. she not? Did she say she's coming to Atlanta for something? She yeah. She said she was coming to film, and she asked me for vegan restaurant recommendations, and I totally blanked. And I told her about Sevenanda. I was like, it's a market, but it is a market. Yeah, but I was so stressed, I couldn't <laughs> think of a real restaurant. That's real life stress. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was one of it was a good interaction though. I'd say like it. She's super chill, super nice, and it was good. Yeah, it was really. Glad and I the got night to do that. did not end there Mm-mm. because at this point it's about eleven o'clock. No. Hey, is this still the first day this of the still trip? The first day. <laughs> what? what the fuck? Jesus we Christ. packed it in. Yeah. Uh, we went out to uh, dinner uh, at Mel's Diner, which I love that place. I mm-hmm. really, really like eating there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of them. Uh, we the last time we were in LA, we ate there with uh, Ray Esposito yeah. of Ghostbusters mm-hmm. Universe News, who sent me a message on Facebook earlier, and I've not read it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, we met my cousin. Friend of the podcast, second most talented person in America, mm-hmm. Taylor Williamson, stand-up comedian. <laughs> second most. Uh, he uh, he he's a he's a comic, and uh, we're very close. And uh, we we all that was Jake. That was your first time meeting Taylor. And, yeah, he was uh, great. He bought us food, and we had a good time. It was yeah. great. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. Taylor sent me a picture. Taylor's in France right now. And he sent me a picture uh, with him and Stephanie McMahon with no context. I was like, okay. <laughs> well, God, then. That's fucking cool, though. Uh, so, yeah, um, Taylor's sweet. It was great. That was great. He dinner. bought us dinner. and then I just said lunch. It was definitely like it was one, one a.m. Yeah. It was one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it might have been our lunch. No, we had pizza earlier. And then we finally made it back to the hotel for sleep. Um, shout out to the Double Tree. I loved staying there. And Cookie I will, Craig. 
Cookie Craig is ready. Talk about Cookie Craig. <laughs> if you've never stayed in a Doubletree Hotel, they always have fresh... Ba- it's insane. They always have fresh-baked chocolate chip cookies at the ready all day long. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me back it up. At That's, night, for sure. I don't know if When they see Craig coming in, they get the little baggie out. I don't know if they're fresh baked, but they're warm, and that's good enough for me. They're probably imported in, and then they just heat them up for a few seconds. All I'm saying is, they're great. And I labeled myself Cookie Craig. And I was like, the front desk better realize, when Cookie Craig shows up, it's time for some cookies. All right, let's go to the next day. Yeah. This was our shopping day. Well, it was supposed to be. I didn't actually buy that much, but we went out to Burbank... Uh, which if you're not familiar with, that's where the perky note is. And they've got a bunch of like, there's just a bunch of shops. There's Halloween a, town. There's Halloween town. There's, uh, which is, I think Rob Zombie owns, it's like a costume shop, but it's also just like a Halloween merchandise. I there was know. like, there's three of them. Right. There's a kid's shop. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There was one that's like the kids' costumes. There was one that was just like a like a bigger, better spirit Halloween. It was just like all the Halloween costumes. And then there was the the best one, I think, that had like it had all sorts. It had like toys in it, decorations, T-shirts, all sorts of just like cool mm-hmm. Halloween themed things. Yeah, it was great. It was. Uh, yeah. And, but the first place we went to was a really good toy shop. I want to make sure we give them a shout out. Yeah. Uh, what are they called? Blast from the Past. There you go. Yeah. I bought a really cool uh, Riddler poster in there. It was a, it was the kind of shop that if it was local to us, we'd be going to a lot yeah. more, let me, more frequently. Let me, let, let me tell you something that shop, some places do, and it always, like, it kind of annoys me, but it's also like, oh, I would do the 100%. I'd probably do the same thing. Uh, there's a section behind the counter in the store of mm-hmm. all these really great things that are not for sale. Mm-hmm. It's like the owner's personal collection. And anytime I'm somewhere where someone has something like that and I'm like, Oh, but I want to buy that. And they're like, Oh, that's not for sale. And I'm like, why, why the fuck is it in here then? That's, that's a- how I feel. But I'm also like, Oh, I probably, I would probably do that. But they had this, there's this old movie that was a, it was a Ray Harryhausen movie called the Valley of Guanji. And it's this movie about these cowboys that find a dinosaur and try to bring it in and make money off it. It's basically like cowboys versus dinosaurs. It's stop motion. It's amazing. Mm. And they had a Valley of Guanji coloring book from, I don't know, from back in the day. Like it's an old book. I didn't know it existed. And I, I saw it and I was like, that is the only thing in the store that I will pay money for right now. How much is it? Not for sale. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. It's kind of a dick move. Like, it, I mean, I understand. Who that owns that shop? You the Godzilla want to flaunt store? it and all, but <laughs> I, it annoys me. Like, I get mad that I can't have it. Like, yeah. you don't go to a restaurant and they don't have a display of, like, other better food <laughs> that you can't have. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Um, no, I agree. Yeah, that sucks, man. Uh, but uh, I, we bought a couple little... I mean, it's a big store. They got a lot of different stuff. They've got... There was a lot of amazing stuff in there. Yeah. I, I was having this issue where there was a lot of things that I probably would have bought if I was, you know, at home or if it was closer to the end of the trip. There was a lot of things that I almost bought in there, but I was like, this is day two of a fucking seven-day trip. And Fan Fest. I don't... Yeah, limit. and Fan Fest. And at the time, I was like... 
I was like, I'm going to, there's going to be a lot of stuff at FanFest to buy. <laughs> so I was trying to, <laughs> dude, I was trying to so keep much it. Merch. Dude, all the merch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my thought process too on that day. I was like, A, I don't know where I'm going to pack it. And B, I'm going to be buying so much more. And it was early in the trip. So yeah, you want to like kind of, you don't want to bust the seal, blow your load. Oh, okay. We'll talk about that on the bonus episode. That's your Patreon. Watch out. Watch out if you have cats. Watch your face if you've got a cat. It's (laughs) not fixed yet. Gross. (laughs) Okay. Anyways. um, So we're from the past. Very cool. The guy there recognized us from Ghost Heads. And I was like, neat. There you go. That's neat, dude. That's neat. I'm having a neat time. (laughs) Um, We, uh. I don't think I actually bought anything. Abby, I know you bought some E.T. stuff. Yeah, I got some E.T. stickers. Um, They're cute and little. And I got the poster. Yeah, so it's like if you remember Batman Forever, um, they used to do this a lot with movies. They put out the 27 by 40 one sheets for each character in the movie. And they had them all there, including Dr. Chase Meridian. Ooh. God. Now that... I don't know why I didn't buy the whole set. It literally bums me out. I was looking at my Serenity Should've. room today. I've got space on the wall. But you did get Riddler. I did get the Riddler. I, yeah, he's great, and I love him. Um, but, yeah, I don't know why I didn't get the entire set. I want that Chase Meridian in every room of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Big Nicole Kidman fans Big here. Big fan. Big fan. Um, and then we kind of, like, we just kind of, like, cruised around that area. We went to some cool shops. It was, like, a goth store we went into. We went Dark at, Delicacies. Well, Dark Delicacies was a good bookstore mm-hmm. that I guess has been there a really long time. And <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Abby bought this book. Do you have it with you right yeah. now? Yeah. Like, I don't want to talk about it because I don't... Because, like, I know it belongs to Jake. I know that it really should be Jake's oh, book. Oh, okay. We'll Jake, talk, let's talk about it. Jake. It's called let's Dinosaur it. Tales. It's by Ray Bradbury. It's illustrated by uh, Stan Winston. Nope, no. not Stan Winston. Fuck, what's his name? William Stout. <laughs> William Stout, who's Stan Winston? <laughs> who's Stan Winston? Stan Winston, Stan Winston is a special effects. <laughs> hey, you know what, guys? Wizard. He's, he's a person. He's a wizard. Okay. You know what? I'm really sorry. I officially don't deserve this book. <laughs> no, you do, because I was cracking up today when you were telling me about, like, why this book should actually belong to Jake. It's because the first uh, story in the book is called... What do you want to be when you grow up besides a dinosaur? Um, and it says a lengthy new tale of Bradbury's Greentown in which a lonely boy harbors a longing to become a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? So not only is it illustrated by one of my favorite artists in the yeah. world, yeah. the first story is Points also literally about, about me. <laughs> hey, Jake, just expect this on Christmas. I'm just going to give it to you. I have no business looking at it. Sorry, I, William I was, Stout. I was I've met fine. William Stout. I, it was very funny because you were like, I was very fine with you. I was. There was no part of. I yes, I would have bought it. <laughs> yeah. It is a great book. Yeah, it is. But no part of me was like, fuck. I want that book. I'm yeah. so mad that you're gonna have it. Yeah. But you were like. You were like, what did you say to me? You asked me a question. You were like, hey, you know, but like if you saw this, would you buy it? And I was like, well, yeah, Yeah. I would. But I want to buy it. It's fine. (laughs) It's weird. I mean, the funny thing is. I just love Stan Winston. There's been many instances at like a store or a toy show where like Jake and I will see something that we both want. And kind of the rule of thumb is if you 
whoever sees it first and claim it, then you get it. Like, that's just the way it is. But Abby took it to another direction. You found it before Jake saw it. You looked at it before he knew what it was. And then you came up to him and you were like, Jake, I'm buying this. Do you want it? <laughs> I felt, I literally felt that, like, Hang. I was like, I, just, I feel like this is probably belongs to Jake more than me. But someone needs to buy it, and I found it first. So it's I have fun. it, but you know, it's going to be yours soon, Jake. Yeah. So um, check out Dark Delicacies. They do a yeah, lot of cool signings cool there. They have a lot of authors and, and filmmakers. We missed the Joe Dante signing by a couple days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is really cool. And then, uh, yeah, we just kind of perused around, and we uh, we ended up having a weird experience at Jack in the Box. This was, or not Jack in the Box, at Del Taco. This was the day I wasn't feeling well at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I, Ear, is uh-huh. this eardrops? I had an earache. Yeah. Oh, this is eardrops day. There's video of Abby putting eardrops <laughs> in my ear. Listen, we're scrolling. Through, we're we're putting together a video for fan or uh, for the trip, and th- there's video that Jake took of Abby. Like Jake's in the back seat of the car, we're in the front, and Abby's putting eardrops in my ear, and I'm freaking out because I'm a baby. <laughs> but you know, like when you scroll through videos, it just it's like there's like a still shot from the video. We're scrolling yeah. through, and we get to that video, and Abby goes, "Ew, am I holding a dog?" <laughs> it's, the, it's the back of my, my head. head. But yeah, remember the part of the trip where you found that fucking dog in the car? Jeez. <laughs> oh, um, okay. So we did. We also hit. It's a wrap, which was the uh, like wardrobe thrift store. Yeah, that sucked. It kind of sucked. It's like a thrift store that special. They they just get like the used wardrobe from TV and movie productions. They had some cool stuff on the wall. Like, they had some cool props and... and uh, yeah, it was just, like, blast from the past. All the cool stuff wasn't for sale. All the stuff that was for sale was, like, from CSI Miami or something, and no one fucking cares. <laughs> like, Ooh, I can wear Gary Sinise's chinos. Uh, I uh, They had a, a slot machine from the Flintstones Viva that, Rock Vegas. I liked that. The good Flintstones movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, but, was, it works. I thought it was cool. But then we, we met up with uh, with John Yerkeba, and that was the day uh, we went to Ghost Corps and did yeah. all of our filming. Um, so if you want to hear about our Ghost Corps experience, uh, listen to the first part of our episode from last week where we covered it. Uh, did we go depth. to Ghost Corps on Thursday? No. We, we went did. Wednesday. No, we went Wednesday? We went to Universal God. on Thursday. Wednesday was Universal. Okay. No, Thursday was Universal. Wednesday was everything we just talked about. Right, right, right. Uh, right. Yeah. That ended at a Mexican restaurant. Oh, okay. So we went out to dinner with John that night. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm looking at my photos. June 5th was... I guess to give some context, originally um, we were going to film at Ghost Corps on Friday... And it was moved to Thursday, and then it was moved to Wednesday, which actually ended up working out because that gave us an opportunity to put together the video and get it released before FanFest. Because uh, if we would have went Friday and the screening was that night, like we probably wouldn't have been able to get that video up until we got back from the trip, to be completely yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, so I stayed up uh, in bed while everybody slept, and I edited, and I enjoyed myself actually it was very quiet very cool in the room and then um so yeah we got that video up and then uh thursday was the day we went to universal Mm -hmm. okay so thursday night was the gb meetup 
which we started we talked about last week. So let's let's we're almost there. Let's talk about this trip to Universal Studios Hollywood. None of us had ever been. Got our tickets, drove out, parked in Frankenstein 27 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Let's just round table it. Overall thoughts and impressions of Universal Studios Hollywood. Jacob Walsh. Uh this place is kind of a bummer. Um, like it, I, I don't know exactly what, what I was expecting. Maybe, maybe I was expecting Florida, but, um, I knew going into it that the Jurassic Park section was closed, uh, which should be opening pretty soon. I actually read uh, I that they, they opened They actually it. took, it's opened except for the ride. Right. They right. opened like the, the, the walls are down. Left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's no ET. There's, there was no uh, you know, Jurassic Park. So I was like, those are kind of the two big things. Um, this park is set up very different than the Florida park. Um, it just seemed, it just wasn't, it's not as good. It is. It's just not as good of a park. Zero fucks. Yeah. Yeah. I'd give it like one fuck. Cause of the, we like talked I, about the tour. Yeah. So we did, we did the, um, the backlot tour and, the backlot tour, I think, is is fine. Like that's the only good thing they got going. I can't speak for the Jurassic Park ride, obviously, but um, the first time we did the backlot tour, though, I was annoyed the entire time because we didn't get very good seats, and <laughs> I was kind of right in the middle, and I was like, no You're matter like what, back on the plane. Yeah, it was like back on the plane. So if you're all the way to the left or all the way to the right, that's fine because you're, there's stuff on both sides of you. And if you're not – if you're on the ends, you can get pictures and video without the tram being in your picture or without random strangers being in your picture. Um, if you're in the middle, you can't see shit, especially the fucking shark when it gets to the Jaws section, mm-hmm. um, which – very in a very funny thing that happened. Abby uh, was filming uh, an Instagram story and like caught my <laughs> annoyance of not being able to see the shark in it. I didn't, which even I love. I didn't even see it. I, I was didn't even so see fucking. It. I was so. I was like a. Oh my! I have never. I was ready to throw a tantrum. So listen, let's talk about that's this. That's so my favorite. The backlot tour was kind of the thing that that's the, they don't have that in uh, Orlando. Yeah, that's it's a, a one of a kind experience. Like. And we wanted to go on it. Obviously, they go through Amity, they go through Psycho, and all that. And uh, we had talked all morning, like we want to get on the Jake. We want to make sure Jake can be on the far right. So because I, I knew the far right is where that's we, the side the right. shark is on. So we were boarding our tram. Jake is going to be in the middle. And I did say, I was like, Jake, why don't we get off and just wait you, for the next ride? Yeah, you you did. And that's that's what we I said that to you later on. That's what we should have done. We right. should have just waited. At this point in the day, there was no line because no it line. was the first but thing Jake, we did. Do you remember? You looked at me. You were like, no. And I was like, OK. <laughs> I just wanted to do. I just yeah. wanted. I don't I don't know what. I don't know what my mindset was at that point. <laughs> Obviously, we should have just waited. But I was so, like, we're already here. So we do the tour. Yeah, it's it's not great. Our, our tour guide's kind of annoying. Um, and the whole thing happened where you hear Jake go, I didn't even see it, uh, which is really <laughs> funny. 
So <laughs> what a Jacob Walsh quote. I didn't even see didn't a shirt. See <laughs> and the I'm aware shirt. Um I didn't see it either. <laughs> um so we we said, okay, listen, we'll, we're gonna do the tour again later and make sure that we we get on the far right side and we'll we'll make up for it. So then we kind of went into the park and the park's laid out kind of weird. We, we did nothing. We we mm-hmm. kind of walked around. There was a couple rides, but the lines were like at an hour, you know, and we didn't have yeah. all day. Um, we did the mummy ride, which is fun, but it's the same as the. It's the same. And the line is longer in California right. because mm-hmm. it's like that line. So every we've only I think we've only done the mummy ride together once. But it was a super short line. Like in Florida, the times we've gone, there hasn't the lines are never that bad. There's so many rides at the Florida attraction that it kind of evens out. And rides like the Mummy are kind of like the lesser rides in Florida, so it's even quicker to get on them. Right. But here, but here it was like, cool. I guess the Mummy and Transformers are the only options for rides. Slim pickings. Everybody's in those fucking lines. Right. And then like the Harry Potter area is just not as good. It's condensed and which means it's busier and more traffic. Yeah. It felt like um, I just it like it was a condensed version of something that we're used to going to. So it was just frustrating. So we didn't do much. We got some food, played a couple games and we ended up the line for the tram tour. The backlot tour was long later in the day mm-hmm. but we waited in line yeah we saw a little meltdown saw some meltdowns before we got in line there was a uh <laughs> <laughs> we positioned ourselves perfectly so jake could get on the far right side for amity uh-huh. and right when we're getting on a gentleman who was kind of off to the side tried to cut jake off he jumped right in front of me and started climbing oh. into my spot. And oh. Jake goes, hey! Hey! <laughs> this was like an older man with yeah. his family. It was an like older guy family. and he had a whole family and they tried to cut in front of us. And you said, no. No, no not today! <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about the Backlot Tour in a little more detail. Mm-hmm. I will say this. The second tour was better it was longer. It was longer. We saw things on the second time that we did not get to go through the first time. Like yeah. all the cars from the Lost World. Yeah. There was a whole Jurassic Park section. Yeah. That shit was uh, very we got cool. to We got to see Biff's car that got all the, the manure dumped into yeah. it. I hate manure. That's, that stuff wasn't on the first tram. Dude, we, we got to see the lagoon from Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I found very cool. We saw the RV from... Uh, from Lost World. The Lost World. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that was cool. there was like Dilophosaurus popping. It was just a different experience. Um, it made me we had resent. a funnier tour guide. Yeah, it made me resent our first tour guide. So like, also, because we took a different different route, when we first got towards the Amity sign, we took a left turn instead of a right turn. And Jake <laughs> looked at me and was like, Jake was like, hey! Jake was like, are they skipping Amity? <laughs> like, I didn't even see I it. I thought we were going to go an alternate route or yeah. something. So, um, on the on the backlot tour, it kind of what's kind of cool is you go through rides on it. So, you mm-hmm. do basically the 3D King Kong experience, which is cool. It's not as cool as the one in Florida, but it was it's pretty good. And then you also do 
Earthquake, which is fucking awesome. I love that. That shit made it. Me that, too. I mm, love Earthquake. It's God. so silly, but it's like, you know, that's something. It's a classic I piece of old stuff. I have experienced since yeah. I was very young. Yeah, that was that used to be a big thing at, at the Universal in Florida. So. Yeah, I completely agree. Then you get to do the uh, Vin Diesel, like, underground party with all the Fast and Furious people. I like that is it. the weirdest. <laughs> that is the weirdest ride Ever. It is weird. It's different, yeah. It makes no sense. It does. But no, you know what? You know what? No, I like the, the breeze and I like the, the mist. It's kind of yeah, refreshing. That That's cool. um, but uh, there I did notice like I, I had watched some videos of people doing the tram tour and I have watched some since. And they did mention so like, you know, you go by you go by like this one section where they're like, hey, back there in the back is where they f- where they filmed back to the future, you know, but you don't get to see it. Mm-hmm. But I found out it all just depends on like, they did say they were filming something back there. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 um, the house from the burbs, that whole section is there. We didn't get to see that either. And it's because they were filming stuff on some days. They do take the trams in those areas, but we did um, see the cabin from the great outdoors. Fuck yeah. We did. We also got to see Bates motel. Yeah. And the psycho, which that is insane seeing like that is such a weird thing that that is just there. Yeah. And it doesn't feel it feels like they re- but it's real. It's great. Mm-hmm. And they do like the- it's real. That's it. Yeah, it's it. And it's, it's beautiful. I, yeah. I haven't watched Psycho in a long time. I want to watch. Oh, yeah, I'm it. down. Good. Remake, um, right? Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> uh, and Hish. Uh, no, 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 no. Great Outdoors. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, you they- wanted to talk to Dan Aykroyd about that. I was going to bring it up. Stupid. <laughs> But listen, real quick, Dan. I think I can make an argument that Uncle Roman is Dan Aykroyd's best performance. That's like the true Aykroyd. That he's so fucking funny. Full Aykroyd. When he gets on the out of the car and goes, "What a gas!" (laughs) Chef's gonna shit a brick when he sees us. What a surprise! Like that's fucking awesome. I love that movie. Uh, I just can't believe how dangerously old-fashioned your thinking is. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do one more. Yeah. No relative of mine's gonna be eating hot dogs. Okay. <laughs> Lips and assholes. Anyways, let's talk about Jaws. Let's talk about Amity. Yeah. Jake, you've been pining yeah. after this. You the Jaws ride closed years ago. How was your experience? Oh, well, after the first time, the, the first one really sucked. Um, I didn't even see it. It's weird because it's weird because, first of all, like it is a little it's a tad bit underwhelming. It's quick. You know, it's a it's a it's just a drive through, basically. But I, I had known exactly what we were going to see because I've watched it so many times online. But it is one of those things where um, after the Jaws ride closed, I have always been like, well, I want to see the Jaws section in California. I know it's small. But I want to see it. That's also in a lot of movies. You see like a, the tram itself is in a lot of movies mm-hmm. and that the shark pops up a lot. And uh, it was cool to see, man. It like it it made me feel like it just really made me miss the Jaws ride because it's just like a taste of what you get on the actual ride. And I'm like it, it bummed me out a little bit, but it was also like. It felt like when you're when you're a huge fan of something, you know, like Jaws or any other any other like I don't know. I mean, you can you can say Star Wars anything. And there are these uh, certain big attractions in different spots of the world or whatever. There's always like I need to see that. I need to see that. You know, like once you see it, you feel like you've gained more 
uh, I don't know, like knowledge of mm-hmm. that franchise or whatever, yeah. even though it's just like such a silly, it's a puzzle fucking piece. dumb thing. Yeah, exactly. It's a puzzle piece. And it's like, it's in there. I needed to see it. And that's why I was so annoyed the first time, because I was like, listen, Jaws is my favorite thing in the world. Like it, I, it, it is to me the, the best, greatest gift that was ever given to me. And I was so, I was not able to see it. Yeah. But you know what, Jake, we went back and you saw him and that's exactly how it was when you guys took a photo with Jason Reitman and then Craig came and told me about it. And I was like, God damn it. He was like, let's go back. So we went back. We got that photo. You got to fucking do it. You know what I mean? Like reach out and make those things happen. (laughs) You're telling me that you missed out the first time. And I looked at him and said, why don't we do it again? So that was our experience at Universal. And from there, we did move on to you played basketball. I want to I I want (laughs) to Krusty the Clown from a a carnival barker who looked like he was about to die. He's about to pass out. I almost (laughs) called 911 for that guy. Dude, what if you called 911 and like the fucking cops from The Simpsons showed up? He's like, ah, what's going on here? All right, cool. So that was, or Richard Dreyfus. What if Richard Dreyfus showed up? Well, what what would it be like? If Richard Dreyfus showed up, he said, so the guy passed down on me. Uh, I got to stop. I love this trip so much, and it was amazing, and it was fun. From there, we did kind of move into the Ghostbusters portion. We had of, dinner with Chris Stewart and John that night. Yeah, too. we went out with Chris Stewart and John Urquaba. We got some Thai food, uh, and it was great. And, and and if anybody wants to relive our experience again, you can always listen to last week's episode. And, of course, over time, we'll remember more things about the trip and more anecdotes from FanFest. Uh, a lot of stuff. But I think we co- we our, our episode last week was almost two and a half hours. We covered mm-hmm. it pretty in depth. Um, so, yeah, it was yeah. great, though. It was a great trip, and I, I love uh, I love it out there, and I can't wait to go back. Hopefully we'll be going back uh, next year um, when they ask us to do the commentary for Ghostbusters 2 or mm-hmm. uh, the new movie. Or what if they, <laughs> they answer the call commentary, the answer the call fan commentary? I'd do it. What would that be like? God, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. So um, I hate coffee. I, uh, I had a great trip with you guys. and uh, But I did, before before we uh, wrap up tonight's episode, um, I did want to talk about Godzilla uh, because that was a movie we all looked forward to, especially Jake, and we haven't gotten a chance to cover it. Before I do that, I want to let everybody know about Patreon. So Yes Have Some Podcast is on Patreon. If you want to become a supporter, get in on these bonus episodes. We do two to three bonus episodes per month. You're going to go to patreon.com slash yes, have some sign up. You get immediate access for $5. You get our complete archive of bonus episodes. We've been going for about a year. So there's a bunch on there. You can catch up on those. And then anytime we put out a new bonus episode, you get immediate access to it. They are ad free. It's a stripped down, no holds barred, sometimes depressingly bad when we talk about like three ninjas, but most of the time, uh, Really fun. We cover movies in depth. We tell stories that we can't tell on the regular podcast. And uh, we put a poll sometimes and let you guys choose our topics. Um, And then you pick three ninjas and we stop doing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, no, no. Uh, (laughs) And this week we're going to be talking about the Museum of Death, 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 Death. I wasn't going to. I don't have time to add an actual echo effect. So I just did my own. Um, 
So yeah, if you want to get in, it's only five bucks, five dollars a month. It helps us so much, helps us with our hosting and our equipment and our website costs and everything else. And then, of course, you can find Yes Have Some on social media at YHS Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook.com slash Yes Have Some Cast is the official Facebook page. But if you're going to get on Yes Have Some's Facebook, you got to join the official discussion group for Yes Have Some Podcast Group therapy. Abigail. Whoa. How do you get there? You go ahead and you log into Facebook and you search for Yes Have Some podcast and then you find our page, scroll down and find group therapy and click that, ask to join. And myself, Craig or Jake, will accept you. I accepted a few people over, actually a lot of people over the last week since FanFest. So come in, join up, post quality content and interact because it's a great place. Um, I remember somebody posted last week something about their Ghostbusters 2 VHS tape that they had found from their childhood um and like how special and memorable that was and it was a super touching post and i love posting in there and it's a very safe space to talk about the things that you love and obsess over so do it also you can go to yhspodcast.com and scroll down and yhs group therapy is linked in there i just found that so there's two ways to get to group therapy guys oh there's more than two ways there's gotta be dozens of ways so many ways um, I've definitely noticed a lot of new people joining. Since you could just Fantas- message us on Instagram. Don't do that. All of your thoughts. Don't do that. Don't do that. Come on. <laughs> you can if you, you want. Can. We'll talk to we'll you. We'll read them. It's fine. Um, cool. So thank you, Abigail. And I've, why don't you go ahead and uh, plug your blog as well? Oh, yeah, sure. I've been putting up uh, I have two posts so far talking about our trip covering the first and second day. So go to YHSpodcast.com or my Instagram right now, which is at splash underscore mommy. I have a link there and you can click and read about all of our uh, travels and adventures, which we just talked about. So if you really liked listening to this and you want some more and you want to look at pictures, then go to our uh, YHSpodcast.com. Boy, Jake, what do you want to plug? You got anything to plug? Um, no. All right, cool. Uh, we'll come up with something. Jake, start a business and then we'll plug oh, okay. it. Come on down for Jake's Diet Root Beer and other fancy sodas. Sounds perfect. Yeah. Dude, that T1000 figure I have is awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at it right now. Yeah, it's it's very cute. You know, we didn't just see any Terminator 2 locations. Well, we, we saw them, did. but we didn't actually get to go out and take pictures. Yeah. Um, we'll next week, I'm going to tell uh, Jake, I've decided to reignite my Maddie Collector loose collection. Uh, so that's what I've been working on oh, the past okay. couple of days. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, because I had some of them. And I was like, well, it's not a very big line of figures. It's only about 20. Yeah. It's 23, I think. 23 or 24 figures it? total. Okay. Yeah. It's basically okay. just that since FanFest, we've been... Craig has been rearranging things. And Dude, my been, Ghostbusters... Just, Ghostbusters, like... My 100%. Ghostbusters meter is through the roof right now. Yeah. Like, I, I've, I'm, I'm back. I don't want to see anything else. Just Ghostbusters. Cool. Let's talk about Godzilla. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. It has been five years since the Brian Cranston film, Godzilla. Took the world by storm. And uh, these trailers, man... I... I no matter what you think about the movie, the trailers for this movie from the start were absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I, yeah, I think so. Especially the one, the one with the Claire de Lune behind it. Yep, that like was great. that was enough. I mean, that was enough. Like I was going to see it no matter what, but like that trailer was. That's a beautiful trailer. Yeah, just that's the end of it. So we all saw the movie a couple weeks ago. Um, Jake, I'll throw to you, man. You're the you're the resident Godzilla expert. Uh, what uh, what do you think, man? Yeah, I I I love this movie. Um, I I feel like there are things 
I can um, – there's some issues with it for sure. I, there are definitely some things that I didn't like about it, some things that I think could have been changed or different. But I had so much fun watching this movie and just as like – just as like a, a big fan of Godzilla, this movie, I, I saw a couple reviews coming out ahead of time and, I, and a lot of people were saying like, this is as close as a Toho Godzilla film as America will ever get. And that's kind of a weird statement. And I, I was like, I was kind of like, I don't even, I don't even know what that means, you know? Um, but then when I watched the movie, I immediately I immediately agree with that. Like this movie is, you can tell that the director of this movie is a Godzilla fan. Like you, you can just tell there's so many things in this film that like I, you guys don't even know because I was, I was like on the phone with you guys at, I don't know, midnight, one in the morning, like talking to you about all the Easter eggs and all the things in this movie that are references to all of the old films and it's like I know that stuff that a lot of the American audience isn't going to catch on to but the fact that it's there and like I'm sitting I'm sitting in a movie theater in in 2019 watching a Godzilla movie from America that is going to put the Mothra twins in the, in the film like that's amazing to me mm-hmm. I, I I loved it I saw it twice opening night um I saw it twice because I knew I wasn't going to get to see it again until after we got back from California. Um, I, I, I want to go see it again. I had a lot of fun watching it. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. a good review. I, I definitely enjoyed it. My investment level is not nearly as deep as yours, Jake, but I really liked Mothra a lot. Um, I liked the fact that I just like her whole backstory and how glorious she is. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was a really enjoyable movie. Maybe a few too many characters, um, but yeah. beyond that, um, it was it was, a, it was a very enjoyable movie. It was great, well-acted, and um, I really liked... Uh, Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler, there it is, and Millie Bobby Brown. He's great. That. Yeah. I liked mm-hmm. him a lot, yeah. He's very, very funny. What I loved about this movie is it like, I'm not a big Godzilla fan. I have nothing against Godzilla. It's just not one of my number one franchises, but I, I always enjoy what I see. Um, and I really liked the 2014 movie. This movie was way different than that, um, in a sense that it, it definitely. I mean, some of the thematically dealt with some of the same stuff, and obviously it's a continuation with some same characters. But uh, th- this movie had a lighter tone. The best thing I can compare it to is like it kind of felt like a mid to late 90s disaster movie, mm-hmm. uh, in the vein of like Twister or Armageddon, and that's not a bad thing. Because I love, like, there is a very solid place in my heart for those kinds of movies. Um, the the storyline for the human characters, uh, we, we won't go super spoiler heavy, but it was kind of like, it wasn't amazing, but it doesn't matter because all, like, Kyle Chandler was great. And, uh, oh God, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Bradley Whitford mm-hmm. was, like, that guy yeah. should be in every movie. Yeah. He played yep. one of the scientists when they're mm-hmm. like um, that's kind of in charge of like tracking Godzilla's whereabouts, and there was a lot of really. F- it sucks that we. It's been a couple of weeks. I can't remember a lot of the specifics, but it's a lot of funny one-liners, a lot of funny moments, and to be completely honest, like it just had a bunch of giant monsters 
fighting and like destroying yeah, there, things. Yeah, there were there were a lot of people who. So I also really loved the 2014 Godzilla. There were a lot of people. The biggest criticism for that film was that there's not enough monsters in it because like you, you really don't get Godzilla a whole lot in that film, which that did not bother me because that's what the original Godzilla was like. He's not in it a whole lot. Um, but the thing about these movies that are so great is they've always, so there's thir- there are 35 Godzilla movies. That's a lot of movies, you know? And when you have like, you got different directors, every movie, different continuities, just all kinds, they're kind of all over the place. And you're in the tones for every movie is completely different. The thing that one of the things I liked about this is that it's very different from Godzilla 2014. It's also very different from Kong Skull Island, but all three of these movies are in the same universe and they work together. And, um, I love the Marvel films. Like they're all, you know, mostly they're all great, but one, one thing you can say about them is a lot of them feel like the same movie. Like they're very, Tonally, a lot right. of them are structure. Yeah, there's a lot of right. they're identical. Formulaic. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and in in this current thing they're doing with this, you know, monster verse, whatever, is not like that. And I think that's I think that's a good thing. Well, they're doing a lot better than the Dark Universe is doing. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> they they are. This movie this this movie um, didn't make as much as they thought it was going to make. Like it's weird. I, I've been seeing a lot of um. I've been like trying to kind of keep track of how well it's doing. And it didn't make like the projected amount of money, but it also was the first, it also was like number one up against a Disney movie and uh, something else was out at the same, like it did well, but it didn't do as good as like the first Godzilla movie is. Um, It's, it's, um, it's been doing good week by week and it's still, it's still making Oh yeah, I mean mm-hmm. it's 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 at ninety seven million domestic and another two hundred and forty seven million international. Um, yeah, it's like a slow. It's having kind of a slow instead of like making a ton of money the first weekend. It's kind yeah. of building towards it, it which you know, is weird. Hit, yeah. But. Well, I mean, in, on a hundred and seventy million dollar budget, they've already uh, you know doubled that. So yeah. there, there, there's no like and there's a lot of movie franchises these days that do have just a more of a like, you know, people said Terminator Genesis was a flop. It didn't do as well in America, but it killed it internationally. So like there's there, and people are going to be excited for Godzilla versus King Kong. Like that's, you know, that's going to be a lot of fun because that's you want to see those two going at it. It's going to be great. Yeah, for um, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um one thing I wonder, though, is like five years is a big gap. Like, I wonder if maybe th- momentum dies. Maybe like, I don't know. Like, I mean, you'd think Godzilla has like constant built in interest, but perhaps it I think it did. Well, there was also I think one of the bigger issues with it this go around. And this is another thing that I've seen a lot of people talking about is that um, even though the trailer, the the few trailers were really amazing. The marketing kind of sucked this time when the first Godzilla came out. There were a lot more toys. Uh, they were all over the place. There was a lot of tie-in stuff. The theater had like Godzilla cups. There were there was a lot. There was just a lot more things happening. Uh, this movie had the toy line is very small and it's exclusive to Walmart this time. There's no. I don't see Godzilla stuff 
anywhere. You know, like there were a lot of like tie in books for the first one there. There was just a lot of merchandise, you know, and then this time it was just like, all right, there's a Godzilla movie coming out. And then it came out and there and besides those besides the line of Walmart figures, there's nothing else. Like, I think I think the marketing kind of dropped the ball a little bit. And I don't know if that's because they didn't think they needed to do that. Yeah, I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. it's interesting, though. I mean, and I think at the end of the day, um, the I, I used to really not think that like reviews and Rotten Tomatoes scores really affected uh, movie turnouts. But I kind of think they do because I feel like there's a lot of people who are like, well, if it's not above 75 percent, I'm not even going to go. And I think this this movie had some really good reviews and some a lot of mixed reviews. But I know like with Men in Black that just came out um, like that movie's got really bad reviews and it's tanking in the box office. And also Jake Um, saw it and said it was awful. So I I saw over the last few days, I saw um, X-Men, Dark Phoenix, and I also saw Men in Black and both are absolutely like abysmal. <laughs> Men a- in Black fucking sucks. Yeah. Dude, did you read that article on Hollywood Reporter I posted? Yeah, I sure did. I mean, holy <clears throat> shit. You can see every bit of that in the movie. Like I, I, I told I told you when I when I talked to you first time after saying it, there's not one moment in that movie that is funny at all. Like I did not laugh at one thing. And it shit. felt it felt a lot like I I, I like Crimson. Chris Hemsworth, and I think he's very funny. Uh, I think he's a very good actor. But a lot of the 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 comedy falls flat, and his character is so it it feels like he's just doing Kevin. And then it feels even more like Kevin when it's not when it's like not working. I'm just like, this is the same. What is happening? Yeah, that's a shame. Uh, um, I was talking to Ryan and John about it, and both of them brought up a good point that, like, every you know, he's very good as Thor. He's very funny as Thor. But they were like, is 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 he very funny as Thor? Because Thor's character is that he's like kind of a fish out of water thing, and he doesn't understand how humans work. So being a little dumb like makes yes. sense in that in that like con- concept. But maybe that's the only way. Chris Hemsworth is funny. I mean, like outside of that, it kind of just translates as annoying. I don't know, man. I, I've, I've been having this thought a lot lately. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't think there's such thing as like bankable movie stars anymore. There, there's like, not. There's not. It's maybe, maybe Tom Cruise is somebody who you could put in a movie and still have moderate success just based on his the movie. Mummy. Yeah, maybe. That's what, I mean. Well, the mummy. I, mean, I don't know Wrong. how much money it made, but what I'm saying is, is like none. It I, made none money. I on paper, <laughs> on paper, you'd think putting Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson in a made in a re, uh, not a, a actual reboot, but the rebooting the Men in Black franchise uh, is kind of a home run, no matter what. Yeah, and, that, I remember this, talking but, about the trailer and thinking it was yeah. going to be awesome. But this movie is another. This is another instance of like what happened with the marketing because it felt to me like we were still months away from this movie. I was like, okay, I saw the trailer. Haven't seen anything else. Haven't seen any other trailers. Haven't seen any merchandise. Haven't, you know, I see nothing. To me, I was like, okay, this movie's probably coming out in the next like two months or so. And then I, I said something to you about it, Craig, and you were like, that movie comes out Thursday. Yeah, and that I was article. Like, what? That this ar- Thursday? Yeah. The article talked about it, how like Sony basically knew 
and just kind of pulled the plug and just they're just ready to take whatever happens happens um yeah and that sucks because I really think Men in Black could be a very viable and successful franchise, mm-hmm. um, even without Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. But at the end of the day, if you've got producers and writers and director, directors having major clashes of vision throughout like a troubled production. You can't expect talent to carry a movie if there's that much stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, the article said that the actors were hiring their own dialogue coaches because they were yeah. they were getting new pages written every single day. Like, so... Uh, Sounds like it kind of falls on on just maybe not having a clear cut vision. Uh, maybe the Twenty One Jump Street Men in Black movie just should have been what they did. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, that's not going to happen to our favorite franchises because Jason Reitman is going to direct the shit out of this new Ghostbusters. Fuck yeah, movie. he is. <laughs> and, Dude, uh, I'm aware. Oof, I'm, I'm aware of him. <laughs> I watched Tully the other night. I, I cried so many times. Tully I think was Juno was one of my favorite movies when it came out. I'm just, I'm really excited. Well, listen, everybody, this was fun. It was fun kind of maybe putting a little bit of a bow on our trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Closure. Like we talked about at the top of the episode, we got fun stuff coming up. We've got Dragon Con, which has PKE Surge, the celebration of Ghostbusters fans from all around the world that we've been doing now for over a decade. And of course, YHS Live will be happening at Dragon Con. More details to be announced. Yes. Abigail, Jake, no. anything else? No. I miss everybody. I didn't even see it. I didn't even see it. Didn't even see I'm it. aware. I'm aware. I'm aware. All right, guys. Well, we'll see everybody next week. We will be diving back into regularly scheduled fuck budgets and stresses. And, uh, man, Whew. Ghostbusters starts filming in about four weeks. Yeah. Child's Play is this week. Child's next Play. Next week. Yeah. I, I, literally, I bought tickets today, guys. I am seeing Toy Story 4 and Child's Play tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I'm double featuring those movies. Nice, dude. That's going to be good. So we'll have plenty to cover next week on Yes, Have Some Podcast. We'll see you next time. For sure. Bye. Bye, guys.